artists think that low-priced art is easier to sell. This is not true. High-end art collectors will think something is wrong with the art if it's underpriced. So how do you know if you have a pricing problem? Have you said to yourself any of these thoughts? No one buys art at those prices in my town. I'm just starting out. No one's buying art. It's a pandemic, pending recession, an earthquake in Turkey. These are all things I've heard. It's the Inspiration Place podcast with artist Miriam Shulman. Welcome to the Inspiration Place podcast, an art world inside a podcast for artists by an artist, where each week we go behind the scenes to uncover the perspiration and inspiration behind the art. And now, your host, Miriam Shulman. Well, hello, it's Miriam Shulman here. Welcome to the Inspiration Place. Today, we have a limited time special edition. I recently hosted a three-day bootcamp live. And in case you tuned in and want to experience the magic all over again, or maybe you missed some or all of it, I wanted to make sure you had a chance, my listener, to get the magic, to get the learning, to get the teaching. So what I'm going to share with you is a condensed version of all three days of these recaps. At the end, I am giving you an invitation to join the Artist Incubator. And of course, that's why this podcast will be taken down when the Artist Incubator program closes. Okay, without further ado, here we go. Welcome to the Artpreneur Bootcamp. I am so excited that you're here. I want you to know, no matter what kind of art you sell or where you are, in your art journey, we're going to get so much out of our time together. Whether you're just starting to think about the idea of selling your art, or you're just getting started, or you've had some success in the past, but what used to work now barely brings in a trickle of art sales. So maybe you've heard from the experts. You need a big social media following or Artists s'more fronts in order to make sales. You're watching other artists do it so easily. And when it doesn't work for you, it erodes your confidence and can make you feel like you're not good enough. Or maybe your art isn't good enough. So wherever you are in your art journey, whatever stage that you're in, don't worry. You're in the right place. And how do I know this? I remember when I first started selling my art, which was over 20 years ago, I had the same thoughts and fears. So real quick, in case you're new to me, I'm Miriam Shulman. I'm the author of the number one business book for artists, Artpreneur. It just came out this year in 2023 with HarperCollins. I'm also the host of the Inspiration Place podcast. So Back in the 90s, you'd find me at the World Trade Center in my Ann Taylor suits. I loved the income and lifestyle, but I felt disconnected from my life purpose. Can you relate to that? When 9-11 happened, I knew I couldn't go back to that world. And yet, I still didn't believe I could make a full-time living from my art. And I know many of you may have the same thoughts right now. Maybe It's not 9-11 that was your crisis, but we've had this global pandemic and there's nothing like a crisis that will lift a veil on what isn't working in your life. 
So back then, I I didn't quite believe it, even though I knew I didn't want to go back to corporate. So the first thing I did was I took a job teaching Pilates. I was only painting on the side and I was teaching Pilates at New York Sports Club. And while working for the gym, I was introduced to selling strategies that the club wanted me to use to sell personal training packages. It was then that I had my aha moment. I realized these time-tested selling strategies could be used to sell anything, including art. And over the last 20 years, I've built a multiple six-figure art business. And it's a sustainable business that I can count on year in and year out. And this was long before I had a podcast or a book or a coaching practice. So yes, you can have a sustainable art business only selling your art. I've sold thousands of artworks online using Etsy, eBay, my website, and completed literally hundreds of high-end portrait commissions. And yes, I've made my share of mistakes along the way. And not everyone selling their art is successful. I know that, not then and not now. That's why today we're going to break down what you do need and what are just myths. I've coached hundreds of artists who all came in believing one or more of these myths. And to be perfectly honest, I believed them all at one time too. So here's my promise to you. My promise. During our time together, you're going to learn what's holding you back and start taking inspired action on what you do need to do instead, even if you hate posting on social media, even if you're an introvert, even if the thought of selling scares the bejesus out of you, and even if you've tried everything and it still hasn't worked. The difference between starving artists and successful artists is that successful artists plan for profit. So the five foundations are your production plan, your prospecting plan, your pricing plan, your promotion plan, and your productivity plan. Those are the five foundations. And by the way, these are the five plans that make up every successful business, not just art businesses, every successful business. If you're struggling, it's because you have a problem with one of those areas. But before we get to that, we have to get to the root of the problem, all the things that you might be doing to sabotage yourself. So here are the five most common problems that keep artists starving. And if you see yourself in any of them, you're not alone. They plague everybody. So let's start with problem number one, spending too much time on low profit art. Artists who have this problem think the problem is not enough traffic or customers, but the real problem is they're trying to sell things cheap at a volume. So how do you know if you have this problem? Pay attention. Well, is most of your art under $500 or worse, under 100 or even under 50? You think you have a prospecting problem, meaning you think that 
if you just had a bigger audience, that would solve your problem. But really, you have a production problem because you're selling low profit art. So that's where I want you to meet artist incubator client Dawn Trimble. She came to work with me in 2020. She had just been laid off from her job. And here is her journey. In three months, she more than doubled her prices. She increased her email list by four times. And in one month, October 2020, she made $5,000 in sales, not using paid advertising and using her email list in just one month. And this was selling originals. And then she did it again in February 2021. She sold $8,300 in original paintings just through her email list. So what made the difference for Dawn? Well, first of all, she stopped selling art for $50 and she started selling art for $1,400. She started believing in the value of herself and her art. And she understood that there were collectors out there willing to pay a premium for her art. They were waiting for her to believe in herself. Okay, now we're moving on to problem number two. Problem number two, being afraid to charge higher prices for whatever the reason. Sometimes you don't recognize this problem. We're gonna talk about this. Artists with this problem, they think that low-priced art is easier to sell. This is not true. The truth is that high-end art collectors will think something is wrong with the art if it's underpriced. So here's the myth. The myth is cheaper is easier to sell. The fact, price isn't always the deciding factor and conversion rates can be high with high-end art. So I know there's some of you with a lot of doubt in your mind. I'm gonna give you some metaphors that help bring this lesson home. Here's an example. If I were to offer you a Rolex for $49.50, who would buy that? Most people would say, no, no way. In fact, even if I offered it to you for $400, there are a lot of people who would doubt that it was real because most Rolex watches, if you go looking for them, they're at least $5,000. So it would actually be easier to sell a Rolex for $4,000 than it would for $400 or $49.50. Okay, but a lot of us don't buy Rolexes. So let's talk about other examples. Where in life are you less price sensitive? For example, would you hire the cheapest babysitter? If you knew that the going rate in your neighborhood was $15 an hour, $20 an hour, and I said to you, hey, my cousin Vinny will do it for $5 an hour, would you choose Vinny over somebody else? Probably not. But what about your pet? Would you hire the cheapest vet if your dog needed life-saving surgery and the vet told you it was $2,000 and I said my cousin Vinny would do it for $100? Would you do that? Probably not. And this is what I want you to understand. Art collectors are luxury buyers 
and they want art that is reassuringly expensive. Write that down. Art collectors want art that is reassuringly expensive. So how do you know if you have a pricing problem? Have you said to yourself any of these low profit thoughts? No one buys art at those prices in my town. I'm just starting out. I can't charge my friends, my coworkers, my family. No one's buying art. It's a pandemic, pending recession, an earthquake in Turkey, an election year in the US. These are all things I've heard. And people who don't say things to themselves are more successful because they're the ones who are not afraid to sell their art. They're not afraid to charge high prices. So how do you fix this? Raise your prices. Raise your prices. And overcome pricing drama. And don't beat yourself up if you have. This is what humans do. It's the way we've evolved to keep ourselves safe. What's really going on is we're afraid of rejection and our brain comes up with all kinds of reasons why raising our prices won't work for us. So we're trying to keep us safe, but really this is how we sabotage. Okay, so moving on to problem number three, treating Instagram like a sales catalog. Usually artists who have this problem think they don't have a big enough audience or they think they don't know how to sell on Instagram. So how do you know if you have this problem? Your Instagram is very salesy and not social. You get very few comments on your post or the comments you do get are from people looking to buy it as an NFT or they say, DM me to promote it on my channel. Yeah, like the only comments you get are from the scammers. Uh, maybe you think you just need more followers to get this to work. Or maybe you're still making less than 50000 per year, even if you have a lot of followers. And I've talked to several artists who have more than 100,000 followers who are not focusing on email marketing and they're not making the money they did five years ago because they're trying to depend on Instagram as a strategy. How else do you know if you have this problem? You don't have an email list. You, maybe you don't even know what I'm talking about when I say email list. Or you do have an email list, but it's less than 500 subscribers. Or this is very common, you have an email list, but you're not using it. So here's the myth. You believe the problem is not a big enough audience. Fact, the better you are connecting, the fewer people you need. Instagram is for connection. So let me share some stats on Instagram. The average engagement rate on Instagram is a measly 0.6%. The average engagement rate for an influencer, you know, those people who want to teach you how to get better engagement rates, their engagement rates are only 1.2%. What's the fix? The fix is to move prospects from Instagram to your email list. Why? Why is that important? The average open rate on email is 24%. 24% as compared to 0.6%. 
That means if you have 100 people on your email list, 24 people on average will open it and see what it is that you're sharing. Compare that to Instagram. If you have 1,000 followers, only six will engage with it. Now, I've gotten some questions about this on social media. Some people say, oh, I have 300 followers and more than six people engage with it. When you first start out, your engagement rate will be a little bit higher than average. And that is because it's mostly your friends and family. But I would ask you, those of you who have more than six people liking and commenting, what are those comments? If you've been on Instagram for a while, are they meaningful comments or are they DM me because I want to buy your art as an NFT? And as you stay on Instagram low, longer and grow your following, the engagement rate is going to move towards average. So let's compare this again to email. On email, you only need 100 subscribers to have 24 people engage with your art. But you would need 4,000 people on Instagram for 24 people to engage with you. So let's compare that side by side. Instagram, 4,000 followers. Email, 100 subscribers. Instagram, 24 people engaged. Email, 24 people engaged. The numbers don't lie. These are not made up numbers. This is based on research. And this research, by the way, comes from early 2022. I wouldn't be surprised if I were to go back to that research, what are the numbers in 2023? Have it dropped even further. The numbers don't lie. This is why it's much easier to make money as an artist when you build an email list rather than trying to build a huge Instagram following. Moving on to problem number four, being afraid to sell. Now, most people who have this problem, they know they have this problem, but there's a lot of people who have this problem who are just not recognizing that they have this problem. So like I said, many artists, are, they're aware they have it, but sometimes people think or they believe stories. They think about why selling won't work for them. Things like it's a recession, it's a pandemic, no one buys art in my town, I'm an introvert, marketing is cringy. So here's the fix. Sell your art in an authentic way that doesn't feel cringy or salesy. You can embrace your inner weirdo and make more sales. That's why I want you to be familiar with Ashley Longshore. Ashley Longshore is a contemporary artist who has gained widespread recognition for her bold and unconventional style. Ashley Longshore has built her success by embracing her unique perspective and celebrating individuality. Her artwork features bright colors, bold lines, and unconventional subject matter often featuring iconic celebrities and pop culture figures. She is unapologetic about her unconventional approach to life and art and encourages others to embrace their own quirks and differences. She serves as a powerful role model for anyone who feels like they don't fit in and shows that it's possible to achieve success on your own terms. Okay. And by the way, if your art isn't bright and wild and colorful like Ashley, 
that doesn't mean you can't succeed. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about embracing whatever makes you special, whatever you are. It's not about being, you're not boring as long as you're not people pleasing. So you can be as weird and wild as you want or as quiet as you want and still succeed. All right, now we're moving in to problem number five. And that is indulging in overwhelm. This is a productivity problem. Artists who have this problem, they think they don't have enough time. The fix, focus only on what's important and eliminate what doesn't work. And we've already identified some major things that I know artists are spending a lot of time on, like Instagram reels. We need to focus on what's really important and eliminate what doesn't work. So let's recap the five problems again. So number one, spending too much time on low-profit art. Number two, afraid to raise your prices. Number three, being salesy on Instagram. Number four, afraid of selling. Number five is indulging in overwhelm. What do you think all five of them have in common? Cause you to focus on the wrong things. So we always have this model where we have thoughts about things in the world that causes feelings. And so the feeling could be fear or low confidence or whatever it is. And those feelings are going to either inhibit our actions or cause us to do different actions. So it's thoughts, create feelings, either drive or inhibit your actions. And when you have fear-based thinking or scarcity thinking, you're going to focus on the wrong things. Most artists struggle not because they aren't working hard enough. I know you're working really hard, but because they're focusing on the wrong things. That's why we're going to talk about what you should be doing instead. Now, if you recognize yourself in any of these mis mistakes, don't worry. You're not alone. It's not your fault. No one has shown you a better way. There's so much bad advice out there from coaches who lack experience and integrity, especially the ones who want to teach you, oh, I'll teach you how to do TikTok and Reels. It's a waste of your time. Let's focus on what really matters. So I get why you feel doubtful about there being a better way. So now it's your turn. From this point forward, I want you to intentionally declare your identity as an artist. This is going to let the world know that you're ready to claim that identity. At the same time, you'll develop the skill of articulating what you do and why, which is an essential skill for all artpreneurs. That's why I began my book, Artpreneur, with this quote. Every time you state what you want or believe, you're the first to hear it. It's a message to both you and others about what you think is possible. And that's Oprah Winfrey. There's never been a better time to sell art on your own outside the traditional gallery system. You see, the art world gatekeepers who used to decide what was worthy of being featured are being pushed aside by the internet. 
Now anyone with a laptop and a dream can make a thriving living from their art. And that's so groundbreaking. I want to say it again. Anyone can make a thriving living from their art. Now, often when I say this, and I've said it in my book, and people will say to me, Miriam, but what about talent? Doesn't talent have anything to do with it? Sure, talent has a lot to do with it. But we all know people who are very talented, who are not successful. And we all know less talented people who are thriving. And we look at them and say, I don't get it. (laughs) What's so great about them? So what makes the difference? Okay. So now I want you to take a moment and just imagine what it would feel like to be earning a sustainable living from your art. Your collectors and people who fall in love with your work, they don't care if you're famous or not or if you're insta-famous or not. They collect your art because they feel a connection with you. No fame required. Whenever I hear someone say, I just need to know how to do and blah, 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 and then I'll be ready. But some people feel they need to establish like a marketable style first. They have to have that dialed in. You can continue to evolve your style your entire life. So there's never going to be an end point with that. And in terms of skills, marketing skills, mindset skills, all these things, you will continue to evolve your entire life. So don't let the not being perfect stop you. Readiness isn't a feeling. So you're never going to feel ready. Here's the thing. You'll never feel ready. So many artists get caught up in wanting to get it all perfect that they never actually get it going. Really what's happening is you have a fear of probably a failure. And because you're worried that if it's not perfect, you're going to fail. So you're trying to avoid disappointment. But I have news for you. You have to be willing to make mistakes and fail. I've made lots of mistakes. My list of mistakes is way longer than my list of accomplishments. So what many people don't realize is there are just five things you need to do to build a thriving art business. And the good news is with these five fundamentals, you don't have to worry about the algorithms changing. This is not this, I'm going to teach you how to become famous on TikTok. And then you learn all that and you spend all that time and Congress passes an act that bans TikTok because of China or whatever. So we don't want to rely on fickle social media. We want to focus on what works year in and year out. So let's go over the passion to profit plan. This is really a five-part framework that helps you cover all the bases for a thriving business. So number one is your production plan. This means consistently building a body of artwork, making sure you're producing new marketable art on a consistent basis. So this means that if you want to make a certain amount of money each year, you got to make sure you have enough artwork. 
sometimes I'll talk to artists and I find out that it takes them all day to make a very small, let's just fill in something, colored pencil drawing. And then they're selling it for maybe $100, which by the way is a pricing problem. But here's the thing. If they sold everything they made, that's only $500 a week if it took them all day to make something that's $100. So that's a production problem and a pricing problem. So either you have to change what you're producing or change what you're selling. And I want you to know that just because you're marketing your art doesn't mean you should sacrifice sacred studio time. That should be number one. You came in this because you want to create art and you can have both. That's why I want you to meet Patrick Ingdo. I talked about him right before we officially started. People were asking me, does this work for just Americans? No. So for everybody, no matter where they live, Patrick is a Canadian and he lives now in, on Prince Edward Island. In 2021, he was working remotely as a teacher and he was spinning on a downward spiral. At the end of the day, he told me I was a grumpy dad and partner. I was so drained. I struggled to make time for my art and my mental health suffered. He knew he had to leave that job and that he wanted to take a real shot at making his art a business. But he wasn't sure how to do it because it's hard to figure this out on your own. That's why he joined the Artist Incubator. Fast forward to today, Patrick has left his teaching job and is now fully on the path toward being a full-time artist. My art earnings have doubled from last year. I'm very confident that soon I'll be 100% earning my income through my art. And he shared this with me in 2022. So he was in the incubator most of 21 and 22. And it was like the beginning of 22 that he shared this with me. And Patrick has done all this. Here's the important part. While taking care of four kids. He is married. He has a wife, but she works full time. And two of his kids are not in school yet. So he's taking care of the two kids while his wife and the other two kids are at school. And yes, his wife comes home at around 3.30, but so do the other two kids. So I want you to see that it is possible to balance a personal life with other responsibilities while also building an art career. All right, next is the pricing plan. You want to learn how to price for profit. So let me give you an example. If you were selling uh, clay sculptures for $1,000 each, you only need to sell 50 to make 50,000 a year. So this is just math. So the pricing is, are you pricing things high enough? Production is a little different, and but they do work hand in hand. So if you're focusing on low cost items, you are creating things like hand-painted rocks or stickers or crocheted doilies, things that can't be priced higher because, well, it's a sticker. That's a production problem because you're not producing something that could be priced higher. The pricing plan, yes, they work hand in hand, but pricing also has to do with your mindset because 
you can sell a painting for 100, you can sell it for 1,000, you can sell it for 5,000. So sometimes the fix is raising your prices. I use the word painting a lot. This works also if you're not a painter, if you're a digital artist, if you're a photographer, if you're a sculptor, if you're a fiber artist, all this is going to work for you. The point is you want to create things that can be priced higher. So that's how the production and the pricing plan work hand in hand. Sometimes I'll have artists come to me and they'll say, I create handmade green cards. And I don't know how long it takes them, but they can only charge $10 for a handmade greeting card. Well, at $10 each, they would need 5,000 people. So it's a lot easier to find 50 people and sell things for $1,000 than it is to sell things for $10 each and find 5,000 humans. All right. So let's talk a little bit more about pricing. Successful artists learn how to price for profit at premium prices. The key is raising your prices and to communicate with confidence to own those higher prices. Many artists worry that their sales will plateau if they raise their prices. Yes, I could read your mind. You might be thinking that. That's why I wanted you to meet Kayla Thompson. So Kayla is from Arkansas, by the way, because I just want to make sure people understand that she doesn't live in New York City. She doesn't live in the art capital of the world. She lives in Arkansas. And she has two small kids. And she was burning herself out with her day job as a vet tech. She was making money on the side with pet portraits. So when I shared with her this five-part system, she was really worried about losing that income. She was really worried that if she raised her prices, she would lose sales. When she joined the incubator, she was getting $1,500 for her large commissions. And yes, for some people, I know what you might be thinking. You might think, oh, that's a lot. And it's great. (laughs) But I knew her collectors would pay more. After working with me inside the incubator, she booked her largest commission to date. And this time, she charged $3,500. In other words, $2,000 more for the same sized painting. Now, here's the important question. Did her client complain about that raise in price? No. In fact, not only did he not complain, but he ordered $1,100 more in smaller paintings. So he spent a total of $4,400 on her art. And if she hadn't raised her prices, she would have made a lot less for the same amount of work. So you may think that cheaper is easier to sell, but collectors perceive your art as more valuable when it's priced higher and it does not keep people from buying your art. All right, so now we're moving on to number three, the prospecting plan. This is about building a list of people who want what you've got and are prepared to pay top dollar. Now, when I say this, people start to worry. Where am I gonna find these people? Building a list of collectors who love you and your art is easier than you think and you don't have to do complicated funnels or expensive social media advertising, you do not have to do that. So how the heck do you find 
these high-end art collectors. All right, there are three ways to find your audience. Let's talk about them. The first way is your universe, otherwise known as your platforms. What are your platforms? Your platforms, of course, include your social media. So it's it's Instagram, it's uh, Facebook or TikTok, it's YouTube. It's also anyone who you interact with. Your universe is your virtual world and your in real life world. So anyone you come in contact with. Number two is free publicity. So these are other people's platforms, podcasts, blog posts, press. If you get your art featured in Art Journal Magazine, that is an example of free press that you can get that's available to you. If you get your art featured in local newspapers, that is press. And again, my friends who are not American, these strategies that I teach inside the incubator for getting publicity, they have worked for my clients in Australia as well. It works wherever you live in the world. It doesn't matter. The third way is paid advertising. So yes, this does include Facebook ads. Print ads, though, can be highly effective. It's easier to target your ideal collectors with a lot lower ad spend. So paid advertising is when you pay for these opportunities. Okay, so those are the three ways to find your audience, your universe, three other people's universes, and paid. All right, so that's what I'm going to share now, Elizabeth Mordensky. So let's talk about her. She put a press in American Art Collector magazine. And what she actually did, it was a combination of both free and paid press. So she negotiated with them, hey, if I put an ad in your magazine, will you do an article about me? And they said, yes. So the article is the free press. She did pay for the ad as well. And that one magazine issue generated $9,500 in art sales. I think she was living in Montana at the time. And I think now she lives in Portland, but she does wildlife art. And here's some better news though. So she was a, a guide in Yellowstone National Park and she was working 60 hours a week at her regular job doing being a tour guide. And she was able to do these strategies while working this job. And within six months, she surpassed her income goal because not only did she have that $9,500 in art sales, but she also shared with me recently that this press opportunity led to a repeat collector who has bought over $29,000 in art from her. So this is about combining all the different strategies. So it wasn't that she just had this one-time magazine thing and all this money came from the magazine. Once this collector bought from her, she nurtured them with her email list. All these things that I talk about, they all work together hand in hand. It's not about one get-rich-quick strategy. It's about putting these fundamentals in place and focusing on what really works. And she has less than 3,000 followers on her Instagram. 
And I don't remember what her Instagram following was when she started working with me. I suspect that a lot of those followers are people who followed her after hearing me interview her on my podcast. Her Instagram following was much smaller. These strategies don't rely on Instagram. So it's about doing press and getting your art in front of art collectors, not in front of other artists. So like I said, Elizabeth gets these additional sales through email and follow-up. But this collector did find her through the magazine, not social media. All right. Next is the promotion plan. So this is developing a sales and marketing plan. It's about promoting your art through email and doing email marketing. Once you have your email list, once you've prospected and build your list through those three ways, your universe, other people's universes, paid advertising, once you have a collector base, you need that step-by-step plan to turn them into repeat collectors and raving fans who will tell their friends about you. This is something that I do spend a lot of time helping my incubator clients with inside the incubator. We have done for you templates to help you write a welcome sequence, a sales sequence, and how even to use AI to customize everything so that you don't sound like a robot. So we have all that training waiting for you. Once you develop a sales and marketing plan, you'll know exactly what to say so your ideal collectors joyfully whip out their credit cards for your art. When I tell artists they need to build an email list to promote their art, all kinds of fears come up. So you may be having some fears yourself. Things like, isn't that bothering people? Does this really work? And what do I say? That's why I want you to hear from these artists who had the same doubts as you. I sent my email out and then within an hour, somebody bought something off my website. Hype of people and the quality of people that have become my followers and then subscribers and then collectors, that has elevated. The email list was the biggest help because it really just exploded. At the time, they went from 60 people to over 600 in less than a month. I also was able to really build up my email list. And that was something that I didn't know how to start. I actually, at that point, didn't realize how important an email list was either. And it has made such a difference to my business because email marketing is so key. All these people came by and most of them said how much they loved my emails. They said they're, they're upbeat, they're positive, and we need more of that in the world. I was able to, in the first couple of months that I joined the program, in fact, I made 16K on my first course launch. One thing that's been so good for me is this email thing. And that's the biggest thing that sort of has pushed me forward because I was so hesitant on this weekly thing and what to say and yada, yada, yada. It's made a huge difference. It's been life-changing. That sounds a little cliche, but it, it really has because it's not only allowed me to connect with clients and to grow, like my social media is growing a lot lately. It's to keep finding my voice and to keep digging into in my emails and unpack into art. So it's all kind of cyclical and builds off of each other. I'm so incredibly thankful that I, I chose to do it because <laughs> I didn't think there was anything wrong. Okay, so let's talk about why email marketing. It works. It works. 
And for those of you who are saying, I'm doubtful because I don't open my emails, we're not trying to sell to people exactly like you. We're trying to sell to art collectors. This allows you to reach people all over the world and there's no algorithm. So the productivity plan, the productivity plan, this is about how to organize all this so you can focus and stop spinning. I don't want you to be overwhelmed. So learning how to focus is so important. Clients who work with me get the exact processes and tools to quickly get organized and stop spinning. And we also have a lot of help with your mindset. And if you're ADHD, we have special help for you as well. So don't worry about that. So we have the production plan, prospecting plan, pricing plan, promotion plan, and productivity plan. Those are the five plans. This is what every business needs, no matter what you're selling, whether it's art or something else. So it doesn't matter what kind of art you sell, this will work for you. And when you focus on these fundamentals, you don't have to worry about everything else. Let's talk first about the belief triad. This is something I talk about in Artpreneur. And I've never heard anyone talk about this before. So obviously we've heard from a lot of people, self-development people, you must believe in your art. You must love your art. So that's one part of the belief triad. The second part is you must believe in yourself and call yourself an artist. It's not your side hustle. It's not your jobby. Call yourself an artist and believe in it. And the third part is you must believe in your buyer. You must believe in your art collector. You must believe in your customer, your client. And there's so many times when we self-sabotage because we think thoughts like, I don't think she'll pay for that. Or nobody buys art in my town. So we think we're not doing that, but a lot of us do that. If you're struggling to make a full-time living as an artpreneur, it's because you have limiting beliefs in one or more of these three areas. If you don't believe in your talent, that means you lack belief in your art. That's one part of the belief triad. Like when you don't think your art is good enough. If you don't believe in your ability to sell or market your art, that's a lack of belief in yourself. And if you don't believe in your ability to make a living pursuing your art, that's a lack of belief in your customer. But besides doing affirmations, what can you do to build your confidence? So that's why we're doing secret number one. All right, so let me tell you about Margaret. Real person, not her real name. <laughs> so Margaret came to work with me and she was having trouble with procrastinating. She told me that she was putting things off. She wasn't doing what she knew that she should do. And I asked her, why do you think that is? And she says, well, I think I procrastinate because I lack confidence. And I told her, no, it's the other way around. You lack confidence because you procrastinate. So let me share with you the definition of confidence. The definition of confidence is full trust, belief in the powers, trustworthiness, or reliability of a person or a thing. That's the definition. So every time you don't do what you say you're going to do, you're acting in an untrustworthy way. 
Every time you don't do what you say you're going to do, you're eroding your confidence. Following through with your commitments builds confidence because it's the opposite. Every time you do what you say you're going to do, you build your confidence. That's why I said, congratulate yourself for showing up today for committing. Following through with your commitments builds confidence, which ultimately results in self-trust. If you lack confidence, it's because you're not following through on your commitments. But that's not all. So what else works? Secret number two, surrounding yourself with the right people. You're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. You spend a lot of time with people complaining. By the way, you know what a complaint really is? It's a negative affirmation. It really is. It's a negative affirmation. You think you're just observing and telling the truth, but really you're affirming the negative and the universe is listening. So when you don't hang out with other artists, it's very easy to give up on your dreams. In fact, I would say if you don't hang out with other artists who believe in themselves, it's easy to give up on your dreams. That's why when I do art shows, I don't like to hang out with the negative Nellies. There's always those people at the arches and they wander around. Are you making sales? What about you? Well, I don't think so. And there's there's no traffic here and blah, blah, blah. I don't pay any attention to them. I talk to everybody who comes into my booth and I make sales because I'm not thinking that way. Now, throughout art history, successful artists all have this one thing in common. They all had artist friends. They all had artist friends. So here is uh, Joan Mitchell, Grace Hardigan, and Helen Frankenthaler. And they were also hanging out with Elaine de Kooning, Bill de Kooning, Jackson Pollock. I mean, they were a clique. They hung out together. Of course, they were getting drunk and sleeping with each other too, but that's a different story. Uh, here is John Basquiat and Andy Warhol hanging out. Uh, one of the most powerful things that successful people do that unsuccessful people don't is that they invest in their relationships. That's why I told you that the email marketing builds that relationship. So you're building relationships with your collectors and your clients. You're building relationships with other artists. You build relationships with everybody. Love is the most powerful force in the universe. This is what makes the world go round. Secret number three, write down your goals. Write down your goals. Research shows that you're 42% more likely to achieve your goals just by writing them down. Why? Because both sides of your brain, your left side, your logical side, your writing side, and the right side of the brain, your thinking, your imaginative side, both sides get engaged when you write down your goals. So your whole brain now is going to be working on helping you achieve it. You create the goals with your conscious part of your brain, but you achieve your goals with the non-conscious part of your brain, the other 97% of your brain. So writing it down helps get that goal into your subconscious, into your non-conscious part of your brain that's actually going to do the work. The physical act of writing gets your brain to pay attention to what will help you achieve your goals. That's why each week inside the Artist Incubator, I ask their members to share their goals with me. Okay, now we're up to secret number four, celebrate your wins. So inside my planner, not only do I write down affirmations and I write down my goals inside my physical planner so I can write it down and see it, 
but I also write down my wins. I have a wins column and every week I try to identify wins. Celebrating your wins is extremely powerful exercise. Celebrating progress is the key to achieving any goal. And here's why. Remember, we humans have evolved for survival, not goal achievement. That's why we so easily sabotage ourselves. When we're going to do something to reach a goal that makes us feel uncomfortable, we're going to have fear because that fear mechanism is about keeping us safe. But our brain hasn't evolved to tell the difference between getting eaten by a tiger and sending out an email that we're afraid isn't going to work or annoys people or whatever it is that your fears that you have around that. So what's going to happen? We have this idea that makes us feel uncomfortable, that causes us to feel fear. And then our brain's going to come up with all kinds of reasons why this is a terrible idea and why this won't work for us. And the smarter you are and the more creative you are, the better you'll be at coming up with these stories about why it's a bad idea. Why? Because you've evolved for survival, not goal achievement. So you have fear that leads to doubts. Notice I didn't say excuses. It doesn't feel like an excuse. It feels real to you. It feels real. And then what's going to happen? If you believe those stories you're telling yourself, you're going to either not take the actions you need to, or you're going to take actions that are going to sabotage yourself, or you're going to do procrastinate learning. You're going to go into research mode to try to figure it all out because you don't want to fail, which is going to cause procrastination, you know, that procrastinate learning mode. And ultimately, that's going to lead to guilt and shame because you didn't achieve what you said you were going to do. So this is why we're more likely to focus on the negative because our brain has evolved for survival. We want to keep us safe. But when you focus on the positive, that's how you stay motivated. That's why it's so important to focus on what is working and to write it down and imprint the wins and to pay attention to that. And yes, of course, incubator members share the wins every week. So we have an accountability system where every Monday we ask you to write down what your three goals are for the week. And then every Friday, we ask you to share your wins. And I consider doing what you say you're going to do a win. Okay, so now we're up to secret number five. Invest in your dreams. Invest in your dreams. I do this too. All the time, I invest in my dreams. When I wanted to write a book, I hired a book coach. So you invest time and you invest money, but you believe in that ultimate outcome. Now, that's why I want you to meet Priya Gore. She is an artist from Australia. She does wildlife paintings uh, of birds. When Priya joined the incubator, she was doing well, but she had big dreams. She wanted to raise her prices. And she wanted to join art galleries, but she knew she needed help. Inside the incubator, she gained clarity, focus, and commitment. She joined two galleries off of her dream list, and she raised her prices. And now she's a full-time thriving artist. She was willing to invest in her dreams. So before we get to that, I just want to share a little bit more about her. When she first came to me, she was selling about one painting a month, sometimes two at around four to $5,000. So that was, she was making like $50,000 a year. 
And after working with me and through the course of working with me, we talked about raising her prices to $7,000 and then $9,000. And so now she spends most of her time painting because at seven dollars to $9,000, if she sells one or two paintings a year, she makes a six-figure salary. And this is without online art classes. I get asked that a lot. Oh, Miriam, is it necessary to do online classes? Is it necessary to have a membership? Is it necessary to coach other artists? Absolutely not. I have so many examples of artists who do not have all that extra thing. They're just focusing on their art and making a full-time thriving living. Priya is one of them. Okay, so let's recap the five secrets. Commit to following through. Surrounding yourself with other artists. Writing down your goals. Celebrating your wins. And investing in your dreams. Okay, so now I want to add a bonus ingredient. Can you guess what it is? Invest in a coach. This is the one thing that separates those on the struggle bus and others who are soaring. So let me give you a metaphor. If you wanted to go for a walk on a beach or around your neighborhood, you wouldn't need a guide, right? But what if you wanted to go hiking? Maybe. What if you wanted to go rock climbing? By the way, you would never see me do this. I'm just like, no, no way. My fear-based brain says, hell no. But you'd be a fool not to have a guide if you did want to do this. So the economy we're living in now is like rock climbing. You absolutely need a coach if you want to survive, especially if you want to enjoy the experience. Now, you might be thinking, I've got this and I can do it on my own. And if that's you, I applaud you. However, what often stands in the way of struggling artists are emotional triggers such as doubt and fear about what you need to do. If you aren't sure what to do next, then you'll probably end up doing nothing or worse, spending your time spinning, doing the wrong things. We talked about what you need to do and When you get a coach, you learn exactly how to apply it. Successful people, no matter what they're trying to do, know they will get there faster with an expert guide who has walked the path they want to travel. So you may be good. You may even be better than everyone else. But without a coach, you'll never be as good as you could be. Now, if the greatest athletes in the world have coaches, why shouldn't we? However, the point is, whether it's me or someone else, get yourself a coach. So now many of you know, I have an artist coaching program called the Artist Incubator. The Artist Incubator is the community for artists who are ready to spread their wings and soar. The Artist Incubator is not about piling more on your plate. It's not about procrastinating. It is about taking inspired action doing the right things that will actually make a huge difference to help you easily sell more art. Now, if I told you that the biggest factor impacting your ability to sell your art is your confidence, would you believe me? Yeah. Deep down, you know that if only you had more confidence, it would unlock all kinds of opportunities for you. Well, I believe that 100%, which is why it's such a focus of the Artist Incubator. So what exactly is the Artist Incubator? This program sets you up for success by combining the four keys you need to be successful. Coaching, strategy, 
mindset, and accountability. It's all the things we've been talking about. The Artist Incubator is designed specifically for artists just like you who want to earn a sustainable living by learning the ABCs of selling your art using a proven system that gives you everything you need to know and nothing that you don't, no matter what kind of art you create. Now, not only will you overcome overwhelm, but you'll gain practical strategies and a clear way forward for implementing them. So here's what you're going to learn. You're going to accelerate your art sales by implementing the proven five-part passion to profit framework that works time and time again. From production, you're going to learn how to build the best website, create a marketable portfolio, and set up your business so that it's financially stable and legal. Pricing, a lot of content on how to price. So those of you who sell paintings, we actually have a pricing calculator just for you. And on prospecting, to build that email list, there are three ways to build your audience. You're going to learn all of them. You're going to learn organic marketing. You're going to learn how to do publicity and press. And you're going to learn paid advertising. And for those of you who are worried, oh my God, this is so much work. Don't worry. We have done for you templates for pitching to the press. We have a database for you. Promotion. So promotion is all about email marketing, closing sales. And we do have templates in there for those of you who do want to sell online art classes or do want to sell membership. We do have templates for you for building a sales page, for sending emails out to sell an online art class. But like I said, you do not need to do that at all if you want to have a thriving business. I have many examples of people who only focus on their art. So besides Priya, we did actually for the book Artpreneur and Artist Insights panel. For those of you who bought the book, you do have access to that. So in that panel, I asked the people who were there, do you need to have an online art class to be successful? Kira actually, Kira Gilmore, she's from Northern Ireland. She met me because she wanted to launch her online art classes and she did so successfully, but she actually shut it down to focus primarily on her art. She says she doesn't need to do that anymore because of everything she learned inside the incubator. She only needs to focus on her art. We're going to spend a lot of time learning how to build your list. You're going to discover how to get people on your email list, even if you're starting from scratch. For those of you who've never done this before, I've got you. Plus, those of you who were worried about, ooh, what do I put in those emails? That's why we give you these done-for-you email templates. You can use them like Mad Libs. You have my permission to copy and paste and then like Mad Libs, put in your own information. So we give you several different sequences. We give you a welcome sequence. We give you a Black Friday sequence. We give you a sales sequence. And the sales sequence works wherever you are in the world. Oh, we even have email templates for launching an online class. So all these email templates are included so we got you. Then productivity. This is about learning how to focus. So let me talk to you about how we help you become more productive because I know us creatives, we get easily distracted and doing the stuff that's the business side is not the most fun. So here's how we help you succeed. Every month you get to meet with me. No question is, is left behind. This is your chance to get your questions answered 
and never get stuck again. And for this Ask Miriam Anything calls, we also allow you to submit your questions in advance because I know many of you cannot join live. You have family obligations. You have other work obligations. You're in different time zones. We do try to vary the time of that live meeting to hit different time zones, but we let you submit your questions in advance. If you don't submit your question in advance, you can ask it during the call. Every question gets answered. Three times a month, we actually have a dedicated mindset coach. Her name is Sean Roney. She's been on my podcast a few times. She's absolutely amazing. And she also specializes in ADHD, which you may not have a diagnosis of that, but if you're a creative person and have trouble focusing or if you are self-sabotaging, three times a month, you can meet with Sean in this group setting to talk about this and slay your mindset monsters and stay focused on the successful art business that you're working to build. This is a huge component of the program that is available. So that's four coaching live coaching that are available for you to join every month. And yes, the recordings are available to you. So these sessions will empower you to remove that dreaded, I'm not ready yet from your vocabulary. And then we have the accountability accelerator system. Being an artist can be really lonely sometimes. You're alone in your studio, and then you're alone in front of your computer trying to make things work. So just imagine having a whole virtual cafe full of artists who will lift you up as you do big things, celebrate your wins, and support you along the way. And it is a much more intimate community than you've experienced here in the boot camp. So we've had around 300 people show up live to these calls each day. We currently have 100 Artist Incubator members inside the Facebook group. We expect to add 50 more. We match you up with an accountability buddy when you join so that you'll have a partner to go through this material together. And you get, like I said, the private engaged Facebook group. We check in with you every Monday so that you can declare your goals for the week. And we also follow up on Fridays to celebrate your wins. All right, so let's recap it. So you get the complete passion to profit system. Those are on-demand trainings that cover every aspect of this system, everything on pricing, mindset, productivity, production, prospecting, promotion, you get all of it. You also get to meet with me every month to ask questions. You get coaching with a mindset coach. You get the accountability accelerator system. And all that has a real world value of $12,000 because we don't offer these things separately. Plus, we've included these bonuses to help amplify your results. So first of all, I talked about how important publicity is. But what we give you inside the program is you get a database of a thousand curated media opportunities. They are ready for you to use and done for you pitches. You get my exact pitches I've used to get me into Art Journal Magazine, the New York Times, so you can use them. And let me tell you, I use these pitches long before I had a podcast. So it's not like this won't work for you if you don't have a podcast. These pitches there that I used before I had online art classes, before I had a podcast, before I had a coaching program, I was just like you, just working in my hometown selling my art. 
Okay, so let me just remind you about Elizabeth Mordensky, her press success. So her press led to $29,000 in art sales, which is a very small, small social media following. And this is Vicki Beth. She lives in Australia. This is the press that she got. I just want you to see this works no matter where you live in the world. This is not just for Americans. And then we also give you this bonus, print apprenticeship. Those of you who were asking me about how to make your own prints, what printer I use, how to package them. So everything you need to know about making and selling prints, we have a whole bonus course. You have lifetime access to that. That is included. So now many of you are probably wondering, Miriam, just just tell me what it costs. Because if I read that, I'd be wondering, well, how much does it cost? So let's go over the investment. Now, I just want you to know that Ron Reich for many years was my coach and I paid him $25,000 for him to coach me in a group setting. That is not what this costs. And private coaching with me is $18,000 for six months. That is not what this costs either. This program regularly sells for $2,700. But since you're here with me today, this is being offered to you exclusively today for just $1,970. $730 off the regular price. Now, you can get started with the installment plan. So you can get started with $497 or you can pay in full. But let me tell you why you may want to pay in full. There are some pay in full bonuses that are not available to people who do the installment plan. So the first bonus is the website audit. Many of you were asking me, can you look at my website, Miriam? Can you give me some feedback? Do you have a few minutes? I actually take quite a bit of time when I go through clients' websites. I look at every single page and I record a video for you to have that reviews your entire website and what you need to change to make it better. So you get that as a bonus when you join. You also get Art Video Academy if you want to make online classes, if you just want to make speed videos of your art to share on social media or on YouTube. These are all my secrets for how to make the best videos. You get it as a bonus. And I actually don't think we offer it separately. So together, we're going to create a personalized roadmap on what you need to focus on, step-by-step plan to build your art business. So this is the Artist Incubator Program. You're going to go from so-so sales to sold out. If you're ready to enroll, if you're ready to commit, if you're ready to invest in your dreams, if you're ready to say yes to yourself, go to shulmanart.com forward slash go. Okay, so let me send you off with some really good vibes. Yes, you can sell more of your art. Yes. There are art collectors out there waiting for you to have the confidence to show up and sell. Confidence building is baked into every aspect of the program to help you banish imposter syndrome, overcome overwhelm, beat back perfectionism, and end procrastination. Let's not let another year slip by without turning those dreams into reality. With the right strategy, support, and accountability, you can make those dreams real. Here's to surprising yourself with what's possible when you commit, show up, and take inspired action.
you are enough. You are more than capable. And I want you to have the same confidence in your art business as you do in your incredible artwork. And it would be my honor to show you the way. You can do this. You can have confidence. You can learn the skills you need. Thank you so much for joining me here today. Until next time, stay inspired. Thank you for listening to the Inspiration Place podcast. Connect with us on Facebook at facebook.com slash shulmanart, on Instagram at shulmanart, and of course, on shulmanart.com.